The Twins showed us Wednesday, more so than Tuesday, that their new-look bullpen is a strength. It's a strength when it's been a weakness all year long. Really special day for the Twins' new additions. They beat the Tigers. We're going to break it all down on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40%. On classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring setting. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Again, this is Nash Walker. Season 3, five days a week on the Twins for Lockdown Twins. Wherever you get your podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every single day. Been running at Twins Daily for four seasons. And I wrote and talked about a very good Twins bullpen in the second half of 2019. And again, about a very good Twins bullpen in 2020. I'm not just saying this because I've watched how bad their bullpen's been this year. I think this is the best, highest upside bullpen the Twins have had in a long, long time. They've never had a duo like Yoandaran and Jorge Lopez. They look really tough. They looked really tough today. And the Tigers do have a way of making your pitchers look good this year. But man, this bullpen looks really special. And I think it is now a strength. When before it was their biggest weakness, they didn't just fill those holes. They filled those holes with gusto. They went out and got Jorge Lopez, an all-star closer, and Michael Former, who's been great this year for the Tigers. We saw both of them pitch scoreless innings today. Yohan Duran pitched a scoreless inning, and it set up wonderfully. It set up wonderfully to go Fulmer, Theobar, Duran, and then Lopez. When you already had Yohan Duran, it made it so much easier to fix the bullpen. And they still have to perform. They still have to stay healthy. I'm not saying they're a guarantee to perform down the stretch, but I think I feel so much better about it now than I did 48 hours ago. Because when you have Yuan Duran already, he's already an elite, you know, high leverage back of the bullpen arm, and he's a rookie. When you already have him, it makes it so much easier to build around him. If you didn't have him, if you didn't have anybody, if they were just so light on relievers or just had a bunch of mid relievers even the upside of the group is so much lower but because they had Yoan Duran already in place the upside was high enough where you can go out and get if you go get an all-star closer you already have Yoan Duran you already have an all-star caliber closer now you got two and you got Michael Fulmer who's a really quality setup man so the upside for this bullpen has gone way up because very few teams have a one-two punch like Jorge Lopez and Yuan Duran. And it's funny, like 48 hours ago, the Twins bullpen didn't look good at all, and it hasn't looked good at all the entire season. But I'm confident in saying this is now a strength of the Minnesota Twins, and they filled holes in, in a great way in the back of that bullpen. I'm so encouraged by what they did in the pen specifically. The rotation is still a weakness. They're still missing that ace, and they're still missing some depth in the rotation. But they now 
they don't have two gaping problems on the roster where before it was, well, we don't have really enough starting pitchers and we don't have a bullpen. We don't have back of the bullpen end of game options outside of Duran. That's no longer the case. You have multiple of those guys and everybody else. And Roy Smalley, I think, put it in great words on Bally Sports North. Everybody else gets moved down a peg and everybody else is almost better than where they're pitching. Like Michael Fulmer is better than a sixth inning guy. He pitched in the sixth inning today. Caleb Dubar is about right in the sixth or seventh inning. Yohan Duran is better than a setup man. He's better than that. He's clearly, he can close games and he will when Lopez is down in this, in this season and maybe into the playoffs. And then you got Lopez, the all-star closer. Everybody's kind of pitching either at their water level or below it, which is great. I mean, Yohan Duran as a setup man is such a luxury for the Minnesota Twins. That is incredible to have him setting up games for Jorge Lopez. Another reason I love this new look bullpen is Caleb Thielbar is super tough on lefties, super tough on him. I know the ERA is high this year, but all of his expected numbers are better and he's pitched a lot better recently and he just came off the injured list today and, and looked outstanding. He's really tough on lefties. Michael Fulmer is death on righties. So in the sixth and seventh inning, you can kind of match up with Fulmer and Theobar based on the hitters who are coming up. And you have Griffin Jacks as an option. This is when everybody's available. It's not going to be the case for a lot of the season. But Rocco Baldelli has a lot of buttons to push here. He has a lot of options. And he can play matchups way more than he could before. And Emilio Pagans looked pretty good in a sixth inning role. You know, in a lower leverage role, he's looked good recently. So you have options here. It's not a perfect bullpen. They're, they could use one more like reliable reliever, but I think unquestionably to me, at least on paper, on the surface, I don't know how this group couldn't be seen as a strength right now with the arms they have back there. When Griffin Jacks was their second best reliever, he's now their fourth best reliever. Yoan Duran and Jorge Lopez pair up for one of the nastiest duos in baseball. And another thing is it's different looks. Michael Fulmer is slider heavy, hard, nasty, high spin slider to righties. Dilbar's got that big over the top curveball. He's got a good slider and he's left handed. Yuan Duran's four seam curveball, four seam at 99 to 102. And then Jorge Lopez comes in and throws sinkers at 97 to 100. Like completely different looks. It's a different look for a hitter and for an offense. And it's just going to be tough. I think offenses are going to have trouble against the Twins in the late innings for the rest of the year, which. How good does that feel? How good does that feel to say? This is the Tigers. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I mean, we've seen it out of Duran and Lopez all season long. They've both been terrific. And if they stay healthy and continue to perform, offenses are going to struggle. Baldelli pulled Joe Ryan after five. I thought he looked great today. Why this start was important for him. Byron Buxton has a nice day and we'll look ahead to Tyler Malley's first start, which I think will be this weekend against Toronto. After this word from Blue Nile, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. 
Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Joe Ryan looks great out of the shoot, looked great all day. He's dominated the Tigers for the most part. It feels like all year, and last year he got beat up by him in his fifth and final start as a major leaguer in his you know half season as a rookie. But he looked really good today. He was aggressive. He was hitting his spots. Sandy Leone called a great game and had a big double. Sandy Leone was awesome today. I'm glad they got Sandy Leone. Good defensive catcher, veteran, knows how to call a game, and he's pretty patient from both sides of the plate. Like at the very least, you're going to get a quality at bat. It feels like in a majority of his plate appearances, I think he's much more reliable down the stretch than Caleb Hamilton, who could end up being a quality backup catcher one day. But Leon's been there, done that. He knows how to catch a winning team. He knows how to catch a playoff team. He knows how to do it. He knows how to manage a pitching staff. And, you know, he can't really hit, but he'll do things like he did today once in a while, which is put the twins on the board to nothing. That was a big swing. Joe was really solid. Five innings, one earned run, nine strikeouts, hit a couple batters, gave up a run on a bloop single. But Joe Ryan, like the bullpen, with the addition of Malley, Joe Ryan's now the number three starter on this staff. And I think, you know, the consensus, and I've been lower on Joe in the past and even this year, and I watched him get absolutely shelled in San Diego. I think of him as a mid-rotation starter. At times, he looks like a frontline starter. Other times, he looks like a number five starter which I think, yeah, he's a mid-rotation starter. I think a number three starter, that's right for Joe Ryan to be the number three in a staff, which is super valuable. And I think we'll continue to look back at the Nelson Cruz trade and say the Twins did exceptionally well there with Joe Ryan because he's going to be in the middle of this rotation for a long time, hopefully. And he looked really good today, gave way to the Twins bullpen. I think the Twins will be able to put more stress, more pressure on the bullpen because of the additions. But I will also say, Tyler Malley goes six and seven innings. He did it all the time in Cincinnati. And maybe he'll do it a little bit less with the Twins, but he can give you six. You know, Malley can give you length. And sometimes his pitch count will get up there in the early innings. He can be a high-volume guy. But even if he is, like, you trust this bullpen way more than you did before. And I'm, I'm super excited to see what Malley brings to this team. It looks like he's going to start Friday. So it looks like sunny Thursday. This is a home series, four-game set against Toronto. For those curious about the spreadsheet, Twins are minus two on the spreadsheet. That spreadsheet projects for a 90-win season. So if they played to the rest of my predictions, they would win 88 games this year. And they are currently six games above 500. So they're going to have to do well for the rest of the way. And they're going to have to do well to win this division or to make the playoffs. The White Sox are playing better. Cleveland's still sticking around. All three teams won two out of three against bad teams this weekend. Cleveland over Arizona, the White Sox over the Royals, and the Twins over the Tigers. All three teams were at home against uh, against bad ball clubs. But Mally, I think, is going to bring some steadiness to this rotation, hopefully. Maybe take a little bit more pressure off the bullpen in some of his starts. It's going to be Gray, Mally. Bundy Archer in these four games against Toronto. It looks like the Blue Jays are going Manoa, Barrios, and then they're to be determined for the final two. It's probably going to be Gossman, and I don't know who's going to go uh, in that other game. But this is going to be a tough series. I mean, the Twins don't 
have a bunch of difficult series remaining. They do have some. They have to go to Houston still. They have to go play the Yankees in New York still. They still have to play this series against Toronto. This is one of those. This is one of their more difficult series for the rest of the year. And this this should be a fun one. It's going to be fun to see Sonny against a very right-handed lineup. It's going to be fun, fun to see Mally against a very right-handed lineup. I'm excited to see how those guys pitch and if Bunny and Archer can give the Twins a chance to win. I'm also interested to see if the Twins lineup can do what they did to Blue Jays pitching outside of Jose in Toronto, if they can come out and perform. They didn't look great in the Detroit series. They took two out of three. They didn't look very good in that series. They left a lot of guys on base. They got it done today. They found a way. I mentioned Leon had a big two-run double. If not for that, the Twins you know, would have scored two runs maybe today. But they need to turn it on. The offense needs to be better. It's just difficult because Kepler's out and Larnick's out, and they have Cave and Contreras in the outfield starting against a lefty with Nick Gordon out there as well. The good news is they probably won't see a lefty this weekend. They may see one, but it's Manoa Barrios the first two. So they're more exposed against left-handed starters because Garlic's down. They're missing They're missing guys. You know, Celestino is on the paternity list. He'll probably return, which will help. And then hopefully Kepler soon and Larnick uh, not far after. Kirilov, I don't know if he'll return this year, which, which sucks. And as I said, that really reduces the ceiling of this lineup. But with their pitching additions, I think they can make up for some of that. And I'm hopeful that they can uh, continue to keep it going. Byron Buxton is a huge part of that. Byron Buxton had a really nice day today. His knee, still something to be monitored. How are the Twins going to do it down the stretch? And how's Byron Buxton going to perform? BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. BetOnline.net, fastest and easiest way to check out on all the odds. If you want to bet on the Twins this weekend against Toronto, go over to BetOnline.net. Byron Buxton had a really nice day at the plate. I think with Byron, offensively, what will what will propel him? I don't think he's going to become a better contact hitter. He's going to swing and miss a lot. The difference for Buck, I think, moving forward is going to be his walks. He has a career-high walk rate, I believe. He walked again today. Can he walk more? If he can walk more and lay off some pitches, he's going to become even more dangerous, and that adds a whole other dimension. He can hit for a low average. He's going to hit for a low average. That's cut and dry. He's going to hit for a low average. If he can draw more walks, it won't matter because he get his on-base percentage up and he's slugging 550. So it doesn't matter if he hits for a low average if he's drawing walks because walks oftentimes are the same as a single. And for Buxton to get him on base is super valuable because pitchers have to be aware of him. And he's not going to steal a whole lot, but he's a, an incredibly efficient base stealer. Aaron Gleeman tweeted, he's the most efficient base stealer in the history of baseball, minimum like 50 steals or something like that. He's He's a great base runner, so getting him on is much more valuable than like when Josh Donaldson would draw a walk. So Buxton walking is something to watch, and he, it seems like he is laying off more pitches recently, and he looked really good today, drew a walk, had a hit to the opposite field. Those are things we love to see from Buxton. I'm waiting for 
the Correa run. He had an RBI single today, but I think and I hope, and this was something, a storyline I was watching in the second half, is Correa offensively and defensively, I'm waiting for him for like a, a week's-long stretch to be just a beast. I'm waiting for him to you know, get up to that seven-war line that he had last year. He's not going to reach it, but like play to that level down the stretch. That's what I'm hoping for from Carlos Correa, and I think he's a key, clearly. Carlos Correa is a huge reason why the Twins mortgage some of their future for Jorge Lopez and Tyler Malley and Michael Fulmer because they have Carlos Correa, and they don't know if they'll have him in the future. So he's got to hold up his end of the bargain, and that's play like an all-star MVP candidate down the stretch. It's super important for the Twins. Jorge Polanco as well, and Polo's taking some ugly swings. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear soon that Polo's dealing with something because he just doesn't he doesn't look right. Now, it's possible he's just going through it at the plate, but I'm waiting for Polo to have a second half like he did last year. That would be huge, and it's especially important because Alex Kirilov is hurt. For Polanco to pick up some of that slack from the left side to compliment Luis Arise. I'm waiting for Polo to do that as well. So Buxton, Correa, Polanco, such an important part of this lineup, and that's elevated because they're missing Kirilov. And Miranda's been such a revelation for them, a revelation for them, that 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 helps. And if they didn't have Miranda since mid-May and, and how he's hit, the offense would be in, in a much tougher spot. But they're just missing a bunch of guys. You know, they're missing Pop. They're missing good at-bats from Kepler, and they're missing Trevor Larnick, and they're missing Kirilov. They're missing guys. So I'm not surprised they're scuffling a little bit at the plate, but how you're going to be able to counteract that is production from your best hitters, which, you know, it's Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, and Jorge Polanco. And I'm just waiting for Polanco and Correa especially to put together a stretch where they they carry an offense together or separately because Polanco's done it before. He was the best player on this team last year when Buxton was out. Buxton played 61 games. He was the best player when he played. But Polanco from start to finish, led the team in like every discernible category offensively. He was incredible last year. And, you know, especially in the second half. So I'm waiting for that from Polo. And maybe it's not coming this year, but he's not a guy who's going to hit 235, you know, with an OPS under 800. That's not who he is. He, I think he is who he's been his entire career, which is 265, 270, you know, 330 on base, slugging 420, 430 in that range, and a really productive player, a really productive hitter who doesn't really strike out, who draws walks, who drives in runs, who's outstanding in the clutch, who can put bat to ball when he needs to. I'm waiting for that, and I think it's coming if he's healthy. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that Polanco is not healthy, but if he is, I think that's coming for him, and I'm hopeful that it's coming soon in August and into September and hopefully into the postseason for the Twins. Things are ramping up here. It's going to get stressful, folks. Like The Twins put, push some chips into the middle. The, the pressure has been turned up on this season now because, yes, you have Lopez for next year, and, yes, you have Mally for next year as well, and Lopez for another year after that in 2024, but they're healthy right now. You have a rookie in Miranda who's crushing. Buxton's relatively healthy. Correa's on the team. This is the time. The White Sox haven't looked very good for much of the season. You have a lead over both them and Cleveland. Not a big one at all, but you have leads into August. So this is the time to do it. They know it. We know it. And that's why they went out and made moves. And now you just got to play the games and take care of business. Four games set against Toronto this weekend. Check out Locked On Sports Minnesota. Brandon Warren and I breaking down every single game 
for the twins after right after you can join us in a live YouTube stream and join me wherever you get your podcast on the lockdown twins podcast on the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day. Thanks for making lockdown twins your first listen today. Now make your second listen to lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Southern brings humor, passion and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Go Twins.